This is Equip and Engage, a podcast by Subsplash, exploring how ministry, technology, and innovation come together to equip churches around the world to engage their communities. Welcome back to another episode of Equip and Engage. My name is Chris, one of the producers of this podcast, and I'm excited to tee up part two of our interview with Nicole Smithy. This is the last part, and it is a good one, incredibly insightful and practical. Nicole is going to leave us with calls to action today for pastors and leaders. She's also going to give us some encouragement. There's a lot that leaders are up against right now in the world. Just feels like you cannot win, and she has some important truthful biblical encouragement for those in leadership. Without waiting any further, here's Nicole Smithy. In, in all of my ministry training and Bible school days, uh, you know, website 101 was not the offered in my first year. No. Um, you know, Instagram, Instagram posts 101. I would argue maybe acoustic guitar playing 101 should be offered as well in the first year of seminary. But, you know, I think those things, <laughs> those things were, never, uh, were, ne- were never made available. And, and we find ourselves not feeling like experts. And to your point, you don't have to be the expert in anything. Uh, in everything. That's that's partly why Subsplash mm-hmm. exists. I mean, our mission statement literally is to glorify God and proclaim Jesus as Lord. And we want to be that extension of your church and ministry through the digital and tech spaces so that you don't have to do that. And we're serving thousands of churches uh, around the world, and we'd love to serve yours as well. All right, so let's, let's, let's pivot here. And, and um, I'd like to maybe offer just some encouragement. Um, as you mentioned, you, you have been on the ground in New York City, which is an interesting environment on its own. I've done um, part of the, that same church that you're a part of uh, as yeah. well for a number of years, um, pastoring in New York, and, and definitely understand the dynamics of that. But the challenges that we face, especially in the Western context, aren't unique to New York. This is a, uh, in some cases, global phenomenon that the church is wrestling with in general. I'd love to maybe end this time together with some encouragement. Um, to two yeah. pastors and um, I, th- I think this is one of the things that I have really appreciated about uh, about you over the years that I've known you is you have such an amazing ability to speak life into people to see where mm-hmm. God is moving and to speak hope and so no pressure <laughs> but yeah. if you you know thinking through the statement like you know even though blank you can blank because mm-hmm. fill in the blank, you know, like what past yeah. as we're dealing with challenges, what, what would you do to encourage the leader listening to this today? Yeah. Well, I think that that's a great way of phrasing even, you know, what I, I love that phrase. And so I think if I could just speak into that, I would say, um, you know, even though you're exhausted, you can dream new dreams because, and I know this is going to sound like cliche, but it actually isn't because your best days are ahead of you and not behind you. And I think that's really important for a lot of pastors and leaders to hear right now, because if you're still in the game, chances are you're tired. You took a lot of hits over the last few years. You made a lot of sacrifices. You cried a lot of tears. You experienced a lot of loss. And unfortunately, you had to do it with everybody feeling like they were watching you through like this microscope, you know, and, um, and your family probably felt that way too. And, um, a lot of people, I mean, the burnout rate for pastors right now is off the charts. It's like nothing we've seen in the last 20 years. And so if you're still in it, one, Hey, well done. I just want to remind you, like, I feel like Jesus is like, well done, good and faithful servant. Like you're still in it. And um, 
I think that we as the church need to recognize there's a shift happening, and we're not just surviving the times that we're living in, but there's a new thing that God is doing. And while we thought we were surviving, I feel like God is using the events to just do some refining and to prepare us for a new wave of um, harvest. And by harvest, I don't mean necessarily bigger buildings or or greater budgets um, to work with. I mean the lost coming home and the lost being found. I mean people hearing the gospel and receiving it. Um, I, I think that there's a, a, just a new wave of revival taking place where we're going to see um, the, just God move in people's lives in miraculous, extraordinary ways and in our communities. I think the enemy wanted to use the pandemic to cause us to dwindle in church size and influence as the body of Christ, especially in, um, I, I, I certainly think on a global scale, but specifically, I think, in North America. Um, and the, the thing that people are thinking about in the back of their heads that I'll just say is like, oh, no, are we are we going to be like some of the other um, like like what we've seen in Europe where, you know, there's been a dwindling in the last few decades of people who are church attenders or who even have heard the gospel. Is that going to be a thing of the past? And um, I certainly think that's a strategy of the enemy, but I don't I think no, I don't think that's God's will at all. And I think that what's going to happen here is if you lean in, you can be. Um, strengthened and you can um, find some healing over the last few years as a leader and I what I think is happening is I do think that God is um, renewing strength and giving new dreams Mm. to people for their city for their neighborhood for their church and um, I think that's such a lie for us to go man we're those were the glory days when this many people showed up to our services, or these were the glory days when I had this big of a staff, or this is the glory days where people didn't really pay attention to what I posted on social media and nobody got mad about anything and everything. You know, um, those aren't the glory days. Those were just the past days. Mm-hmm. And you know, the glory of God is is with us in every season, and there are some glory days ahead. So I want to encourage you: take care of yourself. If you need to heal, if you need to go to counseling, if you need to get around some different people, if you need to take a vacation with your family, whatever you need to do, you need to prioritize some personal devotion with Jesus because it's been, you know, on autopilot for a while. Do whatever you need to, but there is healing and there's restoration that God is doing in the body of Christ amongst his leaders, Mm -hmm. and he's given some fresh vision, and he has that for you. And it's going to look different than it did before, and that's a good thing. And you're going to feel a little out of your depth. That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like this is all the right conditions for God to um, do an amazing thing through the body of Christ. And so uh, I, I think God's doing something. I think he's stirring something, and I think we're seeing a new strength coming out of people. So um, if you're tired, it's not the end of your story. Like there is, there's new things God is doing. So take care of yourself and be open to the new things that God wants to show you, the new dreams. And, uh, and, and he's going to heal you in a place where you can run in a different way. Yeah. So good. Um, you know, as, as we, as we wrap this time here too, I'd love maybe if you could just take a minute to encourage women in ministry specifically. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I know there's lots of, you know, different conversations maybe around what that could be in the, in the larger context of, of when we talk about church and ministry. But one of the things that struck me is uh, in the beginning of our conversation is you mentioned that when you first felt this call from God, you looked around and it was hard for you to find people that you could look to, draw inspiration from, maybe even be mentored by. 
And, uh, and so for maybe for women, uh, you know, hearing you today and being inspired by your story and your journey, is there anything that you would say to encourage women specifically in this time? Yeah. Hey, thanks for giving me space to do that. Cause I love doing that. And, um, I, I think that women right now in ministry, uh, you know, like all of us need a lot of encouragement and, uh, I would say that the pandemic has been hard on everybody in the last few years. Um, you can look at statistics on just even not church related, but just statistics right now for women in the workplace. And more and more women have had to quit their jobs just to be home with the kids and do different things like that. Um, or it's just been it's just been a real strain to be able to juggle family life, to be able to juggle that plus job, let alone ministry, which I believe puts its own unique pressure points on on individuals' mental health potentially, um, or their emotional health, so and physical health. So I, I think that women right now who are in ministry and um, you know maybe you have kids, maybe you're married, maybe you're single, you just you know it's it's been tiring too and maybe you felt like man is is are people seeing the stretch like this is really stretching because i'm trying to homeschool my kid while also discipling remotely and then trying to rebuild here and it's a lot you know um i i just encourage you uh kind of similarly uh you know like hey don't quit um, unless you really pray and you feel like God is transitioning you into something else, like, um, you know, God, God has called you to this. And so if he's called you to this, he will equip you for this and take care of yourself. Um, I think I would also uh, say to women in ministry, um, I, I guess I'd say this. When I started when I was 19, there were certainly mentors along the way in my life. I would seek those out. I would really seek connection with other female leaders um, in within your local church context or outside if you're the only one outside. But seek those out. Make that a priority because you need those kind of investment. You need mentors. You need friends. And um, and when I when I started, I, I had that. I, I I was able to develop that at different times, and and I was really grateful for that. I also know the lonely seasons where I was looking for some of that and had to prayerfully put myself out there to find that and develop those kind of relationships. Um, now, when I go and speak at churches, and this has been um, you know 20 years later, um, I I still have young women come up to me and say, "Wow, you were the first female I've ever heard teach the Word of God on a Sunday, or I've never seen this before. Thank you. Um, and, and go, I think I could do this too. Or I want to, you know, um, and, you know, without getting into a huge theological conversation about that, whatever, but I'd say that there are a lot of places that believe in empowering women in ministry um, on paper, but don't necessarily put that into practice in the culture and in the leadership and organization of their environments. Mm -hmm. And you might be in, in a seat where you feel like you're really pioneering for for your local church to step into that more and make that belief that's on paper a reality in in the in in the um, daily in and out workings of the church, um, and and I'd say you know keep at it because there's younger women and there's other people who are watching you right now mm -hmm. and going wow because you can like I can dream for me and I can be open to what God would do for me and not put limits on what that could be in my life I'm really looking forward to the day where I don't hear that anymore because it means we've been moving in the right direction mm -hmm. but I think unfortunately we still have a long ways to go there and so um, 
you know, see see what you're doing a bit as pioneering. No pressure. I'm not trying to put weight on you, but understand that like you're actually ministering to women in so many ways just by being in the space and being faithful to what you're doing in ways that maybe you're going to hear about, maybe you're not. And, uh, and and get those relationships and support to help you along the way. Um, I'm really passionate about this area and over the last kind of decade of my life have really, um, you know, just coached and mentored young women on the side and um, and just as, as it's happened, you know, just been like, hey, if you need somebody to call, you know, and that's um, built some really great relationships with women in ministry um, here in the States, in the UK, in Canada, and different spaces. Um, I think we need more of that. And so, um, and actually it's something that I'm going to be working towards um, providing more and more of those spaces for for young for for women specifically in ministry in the next months um, to come. So you'll be hearing about that a little bit more from me. But if anybody's listening too, and just is like, "Hey, can I reach out?" Like I'm putting myself out there. I'd love mm-hmm. to be a support to you and just encourage you, however I can, whatever that looks like. So feel free to email me or hit me up on Instagram. Um, but just know I'm in your corner and I'm cheering you on. Well, yeah, thank you so much for that. That is so good. Um, what are some of those ways people can connect with you? So you just offered that um, Instagram, email. What are, what are some of those ways? Yeah, yeah well, um, you can follow Iridescent Women. It's just at Iridescent Women on social media. You can go to iridescentwomen.com, and that's how you can um, find out more of the resources that we offer with Iridescent Women specifically. Um, if you're interested in even connecting with me, you can do that on the site and learn a little bit more about me in different ways. Um, and you can also just DM me on my account, which is Nicole Smithy. Um, and you can also email me, Nicole, at iridescentwomen.com. So there's a lot of different ways. I guess I should say, like, if you are um, looking at my Instagram page these days, I'm just unapologetically posting a lot of photos of my baby girl so if you just want to see like a cute four-month-old like that's mm-hmm. the space um, uh, and uh, it's a little bit more of just my personal life and that kind of stuff um, and then for a lot more resourcing and those things you can go to iridescent women it's amazing well one last question for you as we wrap this time together and we love to ask uh, answer this question um, and it kind of ties into the moment of encouragement that you gave just a moment ago um, but I'll, I, I think I'll lead the question off with this verse that I've been thinking a lot about, actually in mm-hmm. Revelation, <laughs> of all places, um, two, yeah. two, uh, chapter 2, verse 29, uh, where um, you know, the angel's writing to the churches, and um, the words in red says, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And mm-hmm. so you brought up this point of, uh, of, of having to listen in to, to what God is possibly doing today that might be a little bit different or might be a... Uh, um, you know, something we didn't quite expect or the spaces that God may be calling in, us into might not be what we expect, but we're asking God, where are you already moving and can I come please join that move? When you look at the, the future of the church, what is something that you are maybe most hopeful or excited for? I am so excited to see, and I really feel like in the next decade, um, who comes to follow Jesus and what discipleship looks like. I, I just, ha- I am absolutely 100% convinced that there is going to be people that we thought never would be coming to church in our churches or that we never knew because it was too nuanced, it was too complicated, it was too political to even know how to reach out to certain demographics, certain people. I just really believe that those are some of the people that we're going to see who are coming to place their faith in Jesus, absolutely experience God's redemptive work in their lives and, um, and, and be catalysts for families and neighborhoods to come to know Jesus. I'm 
excited for the harvest and I'm excited for what I believe is going to be um, just a, a move of God. And I say that, um, I guess I'd, I'd say that that just might look different than what we've seen before. And to your point, it might be on a digital space where you're not necessarily going to be able to see the thousands in person because mm-hmm. we always imagine move of God and we think about stadiums filled, you know, mm-hmm. at least I do, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it might not look like that. It might look like a million views on, like you said, on a YouTube thing, but that being translated into conversations and in prayer and the spirit of God moving in people's homes or in people's workplaces. I just think that the digital um, space is going to uh, allow um, a revival and a spiritual awakening if we lean into that like we haven't seen uh, before or just something that we haven't I haven't seen in my lifetime when I was um, 12 I would pray this prayer every night and I would and I still pray it and which is in my generation in my lifetime God may I see a generation that truly seeks you and knows you and I don't think God's fulfilled that prayer completely yet so I'm believing and um, and, and to what I said earlier, I think we've gone through a lot as the church, and there's a lot of refining and purifying that God does through that. And, um, and I'm excited to see what's on the other end of that, because there's always a pruning before there's even greater harvest, isn't yes. there? And there's always a bit of a refining before there is revival. Yes. And so I really, really am believing for that. And that's what's exciting to me about the church. And, um, and I love the church, and I think that we can... I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see people passionate about equipping the saints for the work of ministry in the body of Christ again and passionate to see the gospel spread through the work of the church, mm-hmm. of the body of Christ in every city, in every neighborhood, through house churches, through big churches, through online churches, through all of the different avenues. I think God's up to something. Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for joining us today. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. And um, again, if you're listening today, uh, please hear the words of encouragement. Um, We mean this sincerely. God is for you. Uh, You can take those steps forward. You can make disciples. You can build websites. (laughs) You you can do all of the above, and you don't have to do it alone. And um, whether it's a platform, let Subsplash help. Whether it's uh, inspiration that you need, please spend time with Jesus. Find a mentor. Uh, There's no shame in saying we need help today. Let's take those steps forward so we can see the gospel continue to move forward. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Justin. Thanks, everyone, for listening today of our second part with Nicole Smithy. If you missed the first part, go back and check that out as well. The whole conversation, incredibly wise and insightful and truthful. We need it. We need it right now. Yes, we do. As always, we have more conversations coming up just like this one. Conversations to help pastors and leaders navigate through the unique challenges of doing ministry in a digitized age, a divided age, an age in which it feels like you just can't win sometimes. But we at Subsplash are all in on the mission of the church. It's even now the greatest source of hope and joy for our world, always until the end of time. It's what we believe. I know it's what you believe, and it's what we love to talk about. So make sure you do not miss out on future episodes, and subscribe to Equip and Engage wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.